0: What is an entrepreneur? I'm not sure I could define it for you, but I think I can introduce you to one today on the Encouragers United podcast.
1: I think the first thing always starts, has to start with why, which is a purpose level question. When you know your why, you will know your way. I think we always have to begin with that, with that why. But you can only really discover what your why is by sitting down alone and asking yourself
0: in a world that is becoming increasingly sad depressed and hopeless individuals with great hope are needed now more than ever these inspirational leaders come in the form of teachers pastors coaches and mentors they possess a deep abiding faith and enthusiastic hope in a passion to build others up. We are The Encouragers, and these are our stories. Join Charlie Grimes each week, as he meets new people, learns their stories, and inspires you to make a difference, in the lives of others. We want you to learn how to, start where you are, take what you have, and do what you can. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode of The Encouragers United Podcast. Alex Sanfilippo started his first business at the age of 10. He began selling used golf balls in his neighborhood and realized that he really enjoyed generating sales, keeping track of the profits, of course. Fast forward a number of years and he begins to invest in real estate and also started and sold a tech company in that that business. He was creating virtual tours of homes. And from there, he went into aerospace and worked his way up from a part-time employee all the way to a senior executive in a large publicly traded organization. And throughout this time, he began blogging. And then he built a multi-author blog with more than 130 writers that he was working with. He got into productivity and business startup coaching, which then led him to launch the Creating a Brand podcast website and coaching services so that he can serve his audience in a very direct way. He's also the founder of a popular tool for podcast hosts and guests, a web-based matching service called Podmatch.com. Alex's goal is to help others succeed in life and in business, and as a follower of Jesus, he wants to devote all of his time to the service of others. Enjoy our conversation this week on the Encouragers United Podcast hey what's up everybody welcome to encouragers united for this week alex welcome to the show charlie thank you so much for having me honored to be here why don't you take a minute and just introduce yourself to our listeners yeah, sure. So uh,
1: I, I believe we actually found each other somewhere online, just randomly, but we're two very like-minded people. So uh, like Charlie's story, I probably have a lot of similarities in it, but we're just two people that realized that we could impact people together. And that's what my life has always been about. So since yeah. I got uh, in the business world, I just decided real early on that I wanted to actually start helping other people excel on the way. And I've been able to do that throughout my career uh, in aerospace. And I did I did, um real estate for a while as well before the 2006 2007 crash and things like that but that's kind of where I come from so I have a big business background but it's always been around helping people so kind of similar to you Charlie and
0: it's again it's honor to be here I love it and and one thing that you and I both have in common I want you to tell folks that that great story of you as a young man uh, figuring out your first business because I actually did the same exact thing so we have this in common
1: (laughs) right it's so funny actually because again like me saying that we're similar people like oh everyone kind of no, we both were selling used golf balls that we're digging out of lakes. I mean, come on, how many people you know who do that, right? <laughs> uh, before talking to you today, I'd heard of one other person who like identified with that story. Like, Ooh, I did that too. Um, but yes, when I was a kid, I remember I was, I was selling lemonade. It was my first time selling lemonade because I saw some kid doing it. I asked my mom if I could. And I remember like getting 25 cents and, and then a couple dollars at the end of the day. I'm like, that's kind of weird. But the whole time I was watching these golfers, it was, it was a neighborhood golf course. So it's not like not like you're watching on TV. I mean, every other guy is hitting a ball or two in the water before they move along. And I was thinking about, I'm like, I wonder if I could get those out of the lake. And if I could get them to the lake, I wonder if they'd want to buy them back. And sure enough, me, one of my brothers and one of our neighbors, the, the three of us started digging them out of lakes and golfers wanted those golf balls back and they were willing to pay for them. So at 10 years old, I really discovered
0: that I love entrepreneurship. And that's the, the short version of the story there, but I had a lot of fun with it. Well, oh, it's a great start. And and it's, you know, it shows the ingenuity and sort of the, the thoughtfulness that you possessed at a real early age. Uh, I did the same thing, just watching these guys. And, right. and I played when I was, you know, that age, too, and hit some in there. And I'd always try to go back and get them. <laughs> and I thought, man, uh, but my outlet, I actually created a little bit of a, su- a supply chain. And a retail side. I was the middleman because uh, the the owner of the course actually let me do that. And then my dad would take them to work, and he would just set them out. And you know, they uh, my dad was selling them, and the the owner was letting me, uh, you know, me and my buddies go pick them out. But it, it was great to hear that story, and I just laughed. You had some you distribution know, going. Look at that. That's right. Exactly. I, I didn't get distribution. You know, my we dad were just was selling them on the golf course. My <laughs> <laughs> dad was pushing them for me, man. Um, but yeah, you uh, actually you have some, such a great varied experience, but now what you've really resided on is a website called Creating a Brand, and you have your own podcast with the same title. Tell us the background behind Creating a Brand. Yeah, so for a long time, like I said, I was really just getting into business and realized I wanted to help
1: empower others. And that started off as coaching. I did some web design because I thought that that would be the most valuable thing. Anyway, it was years of kind of searching. And and if I can be completely transparent here, a lot of mistakes along the way, right? And I just couldn't figure out exactly what it was that I was gonna be able to do to add value. And, And then I got into blogging and I realized really quick that people really identified with what I was writing. People were really pulling a lot from it. I started having conversations with as many of them as I could. And then creating a brand was more something, another outlet, right? I mean, I love writing when blogging will always be something that I love to do. But when I discovered podcasting, I was like, this is like my home, right? This is what I want to be doing. So I decided to launch the creating a brand podcast. And the whole idea is to help people that are new in their entrepreneurial journey, make that first or next step a successful one. And this is all really early stages. So it's more of a masterclass episode. So I bring on subject matter experts that are just talking about one specific thing. So it's like five ways to X, four ways to do this. It's that type of thing. It's just very actionable. And the idea is let's help people go a little further. And then me personally, any of the listeners who want to have a conversation with me, I'm more than open to it. And I always, I've always really been that way with them. Uh, I'm not the guy to sit around in charge. I've been very uh, blessed uh, financially. And I'm just looking to give back any chance I get. And uh, it's been a really cool journey. But yeah, creating a brand is, that's everything that I do right there. And it's been, it's been a blast being able to help people and, and offer this type of value.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate the show because, uh, you know, there's the, it's very topical. So I, I can scroll through and then, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're basically letting people listen in on your coaching session with someone to talk about, right. you know, their expertise and, uh, And they coach you and you coach them. And it's just a great positive. They mostly coach me though. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I know that feeling. Um, But you know, podcasting is free coaching at the end of the day. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it could be. That's right. So tell us about the entrepreneurial spirit though. There, there are some folks who are gifted this way to kind of think outside that normal box because others are not, you know, they go to work and they, they're very content to work for someone else and there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. They do a great job. I often liken it to the difference between leadership and management, but mm-hmm. how do you view that? What are some of the traits of an entrepreneurial person?
1: Yeah. So first off, I think that you have to be somebody who is a go-getter, right? Like you have to be against the grain with a lot of things. So you have to be somebody that has a different perspective. And really this can be super valuable if you can hone it in, in a corporate job. Uh, I did, like I said, aerospace was my industry for a long time. That was a corporate job. And talk about able to add value as an entrepreneurial minded person in a job where, you know, it wasn't really an entrepreneurial job. It's, it's big corporate. There's a lot of strategy, like strategy. There's a lot of processes in place, but when you can think a little bit different, you can add a ton of value if you can bring it in. Now I've met some people that are far more entrepreneurial than I am. Like they are like it is at their core and they can't follow anything. Everything is different the way they see it. The world is, doesn't look the same to, to me as it does to them. So it's really something you have to have inside you kind of like that bug. And the thing is you're not necessarily always born with it. Sure, you and I, Charlie, we discovered it at a really early age. But other people I've met, they, they've been in their 30s, 40s, even 50s and 60s sometimes where they're just starting to get that feeling of, you know what? I really want to do something on my own. And at the end of the day, I, I've, really, I've never been able to narrow it down. And there's books about this. And, you know, you, you listen to different podcasts and watch different uh, YouTube channels about it. And everyone kind of has a slightly different perspective as to, like, what brings this spirit into people, which I've always thought was really fascinating. Everyone kind of has a different perspective. But what I've brought it down to is the fact that I believe that each and every one of us, we are created beings. And as created beings, we are made to create and for each of us, that's going to look different at different times in our lives when we are creating something. And I'm not just talking about creatives like drawing artwork or, or sculpting or being a musician. Even, Charlie, like I, know, I know that you are. Some of us, like for me, creating a nice spreadsheet, that is my form of creativity. And when I'm not able to produce that in the way that I really am, am feeling the desire to do so, that's when I know that I have that entrepreneurial mind to start kicking in. Or I was like, I need to, I need to get out because I, I need to do this in a different way. I need to do this in a bigger way where I can, I can help somebody with it. And I think that it's again it's it's up for definition because there's so many different things but I think it goes back to the fact that we are made to create it's in our DNA it's who we are and when we feel like the bug or the itch to go do something like that it's when we need to step out and make it happen.
0: Yeah absolutely you know I appreciate that that's really good and, and it's about problem solving too for me it might be um, mm-hmm. you know just i I process externally a lot. So I'm I'm very external in the way that I, you know, kind of take in information and I'm analyzing and seeing patterns and, and oftentimes I, I can see the problems. And so I, I love a story that that actually is is really the impetus that brought us together. But but you saw a problem in the in the podcasting space you you mm-hmm. you are a podcaster you 're working in that in that space, uh, but you kind of noticed a need, and so you kind of just hatched this idea, and i 'll let you explain what it was, but it was brilliant, and you took a risk but tell us about the podmatch website and and the service that you that you created
1: yeah to quickly connect this to what we were just talking about with that that spirit right a lot of us, we think that when we have like, you might've just listened to what, what we were just saying. You're like, okay, I feel like I should be that entrepreneur. Like I, I have that feeling. Everything that Alex is explaining right now, I have that. And then the next thing that many of us try to do is we try to jump out and, and come up with an idea. Like I got whiteboards behind me right now, which y'all can't see, but you might say, okay, I'm gonna write out my ideas of what I'm gonna do in this whiteboard. But the truth is, like Charlie's saying, the best thing you can do if you have that that bug or that itch to go do something on your, on your own to be that entrepreneur is to actually solve people's problems And I believe that if you can find a problem to solve and enough people have the same one and you offer the solution to it, that's how you're going to succeed as an entrepreneur. So for me, like Charlie's saying, I'm in the podcasting space and I was speaking at conferences. Charlie, you remember when that was a thing? Like I was actually going to conferences, shaking hands, (laughs) hugging people, you know, I was doing that. But the last one I went to actually was in the first week of March, 2020. And while I was there, I decided to put this in practice. I said, you know what, Alex, what is the problem that these people are having trouble solving? This is an, this is a, an industry that you have decided to serve. And I live a life of service. I believe in following Jesus's example. He lived a life of service. I'm going to live a life of service wherever he calls me. And that's the podcasting space right now. So for me, I just started asking everybody, hey, what are you struggling with? And I continuously heard the same thing from all the different hosts Oh, I'm really having trouble finding guests. I'm really, it's just not been easy to find good qualified guests. On the flip side, I walk to the other side of the room and there's the people that are showing up because they want to be a guest on people's podcasts. And they're saying, I just can't find good hosts that, that'll have me. I, I'm not finding the right people and able to connect with them. And that's when the light bulb just clicked, Charlie. Like it just clicked. I'm like, this is the problem that I can offer a solution to. This is my tribe. And I know that I can actually do something about this. So the idea for Podmatch was born just from that. And when I sat down to, to think about like what this need to look like, the first thing I thought of is, Oh well, online dating apps seem to work really great. Like, yeah, right. I've been married longer than dating apps have been around, um, so I had to get permission from my wife to uh, to download one and uh, <laughs> to test it out. So I used a different name and picture and stuff like that. But either way, I was like, you know, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. If we could just find a way to connect podcast guests and hosts together through something like a dating app, how would that work? And that's how Podmatch showed up. Literally, you log in and it matches you based off what you're looking for with the right guest or host that you're looking for. So it's been really cool. And we did it really quick. As you know, I mean, it's been, it was a pretty fast process.
0: Well, and, and tell us a little bit of that. You, you, you kind of thought of this idea after that, that conference in March. Um, and even I discovered the service and, and the website probably by early July. Uh, how did you turn that around so quickly? Yeah, so this is
1: something that's just really important for all of us. Even if you feel like you are gonna leave a company to be, go be an, a self-employed entrepreneur, never burn bridges. That's how and this is a weird way to start this, but I have a story here for you. Never burn bridges. So for me, when I've been moving on from job to job or different things I've done throughout the time, I make sure that I leave with a good, everyone has a good impression of me. Number one, going back to what I said, like I'm a follower of Jesus. I think that I need to make sure I'm making good impressions with people. Like I don't need to suck up to anybody, but I need to make sure that I'm actually loving them, caring about them. And when I sat down and wrote, wrote this out, I wrote down on my whiteboards and figured out exactly, okay, this is what I want to do. And I'll never forget, it was March 10th. I sent a text to a guy who I'd worked with previously. He's a big time software developer. He'd been doing it for years. And uh, I, I kept in touch with him. We'd always been great friends ever since. And we just had a good relationship and we'd worked on a project years ago together. And it wasn't one of those things where I'm like, cool, never talking to you again, this project's done, right? It was one of those things I kind of stayed in contact with and, and reached out. I'm like, hey man, I got an idea. Let me pitch it to you real quick. I pitched it to him and he said, I'm dropping everything I'm doing. I'm going 100% in on this. He's like, I'm not doing anything anymore at all. He literally just threw everything else at the door and, and went for it. So we just hit the ground running. It was March 10th when we started. And by June 15th, we had launched an early beta and we launched with 100 users to just test it out. And we, we got there as quickly as we could. It wasn't beautiful yet and there's a story there as well, but we decided it was better to get it out there and start helping people than to wait
0: until it was perfect. Oh, perfect. That's pure gold. And I think that's what probably holds a lot of people back with their ideas is that oh, they're yeah. searching, you know, for, and, and I've been part of organizations who literally do that same thing where it's like, well, if we can't do it perfect, then we're not going to do it at all. And that's so frustrating. So it, great job, wonderful service. Um, it is connecting folks like me to folks like you, frankly. So I appreciate you <laughs> responding and, uh, and coming on the show, but, um, now let me shift gears with you here just a little bit because you are coaching young entrepreneurs of people just getting started, uh, and and I think there's an aspect of this. You know, there's there's a skill to it. There's a nuts and bolts aspect. You know, you got to do this. You got to file for this. You got to make sure this is done. And those things, those skill level things, I think can be pretty easily, you know, accomplished going through the the startup process. But there are some more personal or more, I would say, emotional or even spiritual aspects of getting into the mindset of an entrepreneur. And I want to just ask you really broadly here, you know, how can someone begin to get more out of their life? That's a big question, but I think there's something to what you're doing. How can someone begin to get more out of this life?
1: Yeah, I think that I love that question. I think it's actually a really intentional question that all of us should ask ourselves. And, and yeah, like you said that the actual skills that you need to like to start a business, you can Google this stuff. I mean, I live in the state of Florida. If I want to type in how to, I could Google how to start a business in Florida in 2020, and there'll be a perfect guide that follows up. Maybe 10 steps and just do these 10 things and really it just take some discipline to actually to do them. Right? So that's like kind of a dime a dozen at this point. I'm not saying that it's necessarily easy. If it's your first time doing it, it could be complex. Like for me, I I, yesterday I sent a guy a video where I whiteboarded out an entire way for him to start his business. And that was just the conversation we're having. Like, here's exactly what I would do if I were in your shoes and just explain. He's like, wow, it's just from experience of doing it. But again, anybody can learn that. But what you're talking about is, is much different. Like how can we actually like wrap our heads around this position ourselves for it? Right. I think the first thing always starts has to start with why, which is a purpose level question. Um, Michael Hyatt is somebody who I really admire. He's been a, a mentor of mine for years now. And he says, when you know your why, you will know your way. I think we always have to begin with that, with that why. But you can only really discover what your why is by sitting down alone and asking yourself. Uh, I'm holding a smartphone right now, shaking in the air. You can't have this in your hand to discover why you're here. You can't be on your laptop. You can't be sitting in front of Netflix and I mean, have your notepad in front of you, right? Like you've got to get away from those things. And you have to actually sit down just with a piece of paper and a pen and get somewhere where you're inspired. So for me, that's the ocean. I live about 10 minutes from the water here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I'll go out there when I need that, that clarity to, to really find my why again. And it, it starts with just asking myself, okay, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And then if I can explain that, then I say, okay, why then? And then you just keep on asking more and more why questions. It's like a little kid, right? Who wants to understand something. Yeah. They're like, why mom? Why? 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 We have to do that to ourselves until we can get to the actual core of something. And that's what brings clarity. And we have clarity. We're able to actually see a little bit more of the future or even where we are. And this is just an act of self-reflection. It's actually something that I've implemented daily. Uh, Brendan Burchard is somebody I really respect. And he says that those who reflect the most win the most. And it's true, mm-hmm. if you can actually self-reflect on a regular basis and think about really where you are and where you want to go, that's the start of everything because when you have clarity in that sense, you know the purpose, you understand the why, everything else really can follow suit. It's when we try to guess those things along the way and we just, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm, I'm feeling that right now. And we start doing something and then we have to backtrack because we're like, oh, that's not really it. Oh, I'm going to go this way when you sit back and you do all this stuff up front and have a clear vision, I'm not saying it's gonna be perfect and you're not going to fail on the way, but at least, you know, you're on the right path for the most part. And it's been something that's really helped me, took me a long time to learn that. I'm not like, I wasn't born with that one, Charlie. That one took me a
0: long time to get to where I am, but that's been something that's really helped me a lot well and me too and what i want to tell you is that you know you've you've really reached into the mind and the heart of an extroverted you know encourager type of person because they process i can you know speak to this from personal experience i process the world so externally you know, I'm constantly attentive mm-hmm. to what's happening around me. That's a great skill. It's a wonderful skill that a lot of our listeners, oh, yeah. you know, naturally possess to, to be sensitive to other people's needs, to be sensitive to the world, to see those patterns externally as an extrovert, as we say. But guess what? We have to come to terms with the internal work that you've just described to get inside my own head, my own life, and, and like you said, know how I even feel. Mm -hmm. Do I even know who I am? You know, and, and uh, as hard of work as that is the internal work, uh, for, for folks like me, once you do that, wow, then you've got this, this release that can, can really, uh, help you, uh, to, to really tackle anything that you've got in front of you now. Um, thank you for that. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, You've got a lot going on, by the way, you know, just I, I did my research before our interview and you know, you're a high performer, you're, you're a high energy person, you're ultra positive, I love it, love it, love it, but how are you managing your time? Like how are you not only managing your own time, but how do you coach others to manage all that we have in front of us? There's so many opportunities because I, I sense you're just like me. There's a thousand good things that I could do today but what is what are those best things and how do I manage my time best to get them done?
1: Yeah, when well, we have to be willing to sacrifice the good for the sake of the great. You know, there might be a 100,000 different great things or good things you can do today, but it might just be a handful of great things that you can do. And it's always worth the this, the the stress or the challenge of pursuing the greatness instead of just the good. So I love that you transitioned the conversation here because I think it really just plays along with that. If people are really wanting to explore more of that entrepreneurial journey or that heart or spirit that they might have within them, we have to learn how to manage our time well because here, here's, the, here's the truth of the matter. You're not going to just say, okay, tomorrow here's what I'm going to do. And you're not going to quit your job and, and drop out of school or change everything in your life, right? Like all those things are still going to be there. This is going to be in addition to all that. Now, the prayer, the hope that we all have one day is that we're able to replace all of those things with the one thing, right? Charlie, I mean, that's, that's the idea, isn't it? Um, but it's not realistic to think that it's just going to happen day one. So what we have to do is get good at managing our time. And the number one excuse that I get, this is the number one thing I hear is, I really want to do this, but I don't have time is the number one thing I hear. And the first thing that I do is I remind everybody that they have 24 hours in a day. Like people are shocked when I tell them that. I'm like you have 24 hours in a day. Now I am not the type of guy. I, I'm definitely a hustler. Like I work hard. I do not sacrifice a minute of sleep. Most most people will tell you then don't sleep. You know, I have, I have one buddy, and he would probably laugh if you heard me saying this. He sacrifices one night of sleep per week. Friday, he goes to bed um, when he wakes up. Friday morning, he doesn't go to bed until Saturday night. He stays up all night to, to catch up on projects and do that stuff. Honestly, out of all the research I've done, it's one of the most unhealthy things you can do. So for me, I never sacrifice sleep. So eight hours is gone. So I have 16 hours left every single day. And let's just, let's just pretend like I got the nine to five job. So that's eight hours. So I have eight hours left every day. Three of it goes to chores. That's five hours. What on earth am I doing for those five hours? And most people are probably in a similar boat. And it's like, okay, well, what are you doing with the five hours? And when I asked people that, like, I'm not really sure. And here's the problem. We're not actually taking inventory or managing our time. We're just letting it run and manage us. It's very similar to a financial budget. If you don't keep a financial budget, it's, you're not free. You're free when you keep a budget. Because if you don't know where your money's going, it's just going everywhere, right? Like you have no idea. It's, it's, not, it's controlling you. You're not controlling it with our time. We have to actually manage it as well. So the first thing I have people do is actually just take inventory. And it's a simple act of following yourself around for a week and writing down everything that you do. Okay. It's Tuesday night. I watched three hours of TV. Okay. I went to the gym for like two hours. Okay. I was hanging out in the pool. Okay. I was playing games on my phone. I was scrolling through social media. I worked late, everything that you do. And after a week, you can actually look at it and determine, okay, what's valuable here and what's not valuable. Where do I have room? And after you do that, you're able to really carve out the space to, for that entrepreneurial journey or investment that you want to make in your own time. And that's, that's a simple way to put it. And after that, what I do really simply is I've learned to focus. So when I am working on something, I am working on that. And I love the way that Robert Kiyosaki says it. He says that focus is an acronym. It stands for follow one course until successful. And I've just learned to really do that. So I just follow one course until successful. This is what I'm doing right now. This one thing, the creating a brand podcast, I'm going to make a new episode and I make sure that I am just solidly focused on that. There's no TV on the background. My phone is not in arm's reach. I've already eaten. I've got my water ready to go. I've been to the bathroom before I'm going to start. And then I just focus and get it knocked out. So for me, it looks like I do a lot, but the truth is I actually have a lot of free time in my life right now, which blows people's mind when I say that, but I just manage my time very, very efficiently.
0: I it's don't know a that's budget. a longer answer you're yeah. looking for. I but, love absolutely. Yeah, it no, it's, it's, that's excellent because it's the budget, you know, it, it goes back to your comments about the finances. I think that's a great comparison because um, we probably have more money than we think we did and we absolutely have more time mm-hmm. than we think we do. So yeah, thank you for that. That's awesome. Uh, and you know, the, the cool thing about this and meeting you and just getting to know you a little bit better is that, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm intrigued by the, the, the pathway that you've taken to come alongside people and be a coach and to be a, you know, that to be a leader in their life. Tell us about mm. the, the very specific relationships, maybe even a case study of someone that you're working with and how that relationship has, has grown. And maybe some of the, you know, the, some of, you know, brag a little, the victories that you've had with someone going along, <laughs> anything particular come to mind?
1: Yeah, I've got one that was really just because it was really recent. Like this was yesterday, so I I can't give too many details with names or anything like that. But I'll I'll give some specifics. It's somebody who's in the podcasting space who reached out to me, but they are like light years ahead of Ryan. Like I, I have a decently sized podcast. It is, it's been ranked and things like that. It's been featured, and I'm not saying that like, like nonchalant, right? Like it's actually it's a big deal. So I've done really well. I've worked really hard for it. However, it's not as big as somebody's podcast. Like I was doing some coaching with. I mean, this guy has. I think he's on his fifth podcast and all of which have been bought by major networks. Mm. I mean, like big companies, like billion dollar companies are asking him to please podcast for us, and he's just crushed it. But he was feeling a lack of purpose in what he was doing. Mm. And he asked me to weigh in on that and to have a conversation with him about it. And this is a guy who's actually, I feel like he's achieved a lot. But when he talked to me, he said, Alex, I'm really early on the entrepreneurial side of what I'm doing. Like I I, this all fell into my lap. I didn't mean for all this to happen. Like obviously he took the opportunities when they showed themselves, right? Like he, he made some right choices along the way, but he still felt like what he was doing wasn't exactly what he was wanting to do long-term. And I just asked him like, well, what's making you feel fulfilled right now? And he's like, well, I, I got the opportunity to talk to somebody who wanted to start a podcast and They were, you know, everything I do is in the podcasting space. It seems right now, you know, it's just kind of my area. So the people I'm coaching as well, they're in that, in that space, but he was saying that he helped somebody, Figure out how to position their podcast to get purchased by a network, or to get picked up or noticed by a network. He's like, and that was just so much fun. Like this person's eyes lit up, and like they they learned a lot of things. And for me, it just made me feel really fulfilled. I was like, okay, well, how can you do more of that? Like, let's talk about it. I don't have any time. Like again, that's the first thing I heard. I don't have any time. I'm doing four podcasts right now, working on a fifth, trying to get a contract for it. Like I I don't have time. And I just sat down and said, okay, well, what else do you do outside of this? Like you have to be doing more. We were able to talk about it and get things really squared away. And, you know, for him, he's like thinking because he looks at people that are really big in the coaching space of podcasting or the online core space of podcasting and they have got their tool set built out. I mean, it is beautiful if you look at certain companies and, you know, one that I find a lot of people compare themselves to is somebody like Nike or Apple. They look at those websites, they look at their social media and like, oh, I can't do that. There's no way I can't launch until I can do that. There's some, a quote that I love by uh, Leonardo da Vinci and he says, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication here's the deal. The best thing that anybody can do is just start. Um, The way my buddy Chris Cremenso says it is to start ugly. He's like, just start. The day you can start, you have an MVP, a minimal viable product, release it and get it in front of people. Because at the end of the day, if you believe what you're doing is going to add value and leave a mark, people will forgive you because it doesn't look great if it actually helps them out. Now, if it's the flip side where you're just trying to make money off people, then it better look really good, right? And I don't even recommend doing it. For me, it's got to come from a place of service uh, because all purpose is driven out of service to other people. And so for me, this this was that coaching session was just one of those. It was as simple as whiteboarding things out. Okay, here's where you could build more time. Here's how you could do this really simply without having to. Go over the top. Here's how you could do this in the next 30 days and not have to break the bank either, even, you know, like that type of thing. And a lot of it was just telling him, hey, go do some research. See what email lists you'd like to use. Like, do you want to use mail or light? Do you want to use MailChimp? Do you want to use any of these other things? It was just really simple things that we just sometimes need that push, right? Being able to talk to somebody really helps out a lot.
0: Yeah, you're 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 talking about a person who's swimming in the ocean, you know, and they didn't even realize that. You know, they they just had no idea about the water, and and so you're yeah, right. as a coach, you come alongside them and kind of say, "This is water," and they and they've been breathing it for the last you know time, and they right. they go, "Oh, I guess you're right." You know, I do have more time, or I I should look at it this way, and so yeah, I really admire what you're doing, and love 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 the service um, you know spirit that you have about you. Um, But what a great job coming along somebody as an outside voice, just an objective, uh, you know, counsel to say, actually, this is this is this is the situation. Here's what I see. Uh, How do you how do you think about that? What are we going to do with this? And so what a great what a great thing that you're doing. How can people best get in touch with you and in touch with the resources? We've mentioned the website, but are there other are there other projects and things you're doing?
1: No, you know, I try to keep things as simple as I can. I do have another website, dailyps.com. The PS stands for Paradigm Shift. And I've got another podcast of that. And that's been just a passion project of mine for years. It's never brought in a penny and it'll always stay that way. It's just something I love doing. So if anyone just needs encouragement, that's a great place to go. Um, but everything else is at creatingabrand.com. I mean, you can find Podmatch there. You can find everything there, on all, all my social links. I try to keep it really simple for people. I don't need a, a whole lot. But uh, honestly, Charlie, what you're doing here, this is a really great podcast. And I mentioned before we got started, you have like the podcasting voice, like the golden standard. So <laughs> I enjoy listening to podcast. But for the listeners today, this is the place to be is to be sticking with this Encouragers United podcast. I mean, that, that's where it's at. Uh, I listened to a podcast that you do with uh, Ryan Stanley the other day. Be patient, be present, be joyful. Such a good episode. Stuff like that is what I encourage people to listen to more so than even looking me up. Stick with
0: Charlie because I think he's really got something going on here. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. Listen, thanks again for your time. It is awesome to interact with with high energy, positive people like you, Alex. Thanks again so much for being on the show today. Yeah, it was an honor. Thank you again. Alex Sanfilippo. You go check him out at creatingabrand.com. He is doing some great work. What a dynamo. It was great to talk to him today. I hope you enjoyed the show thanks for listening to it. I need you to do me a favor now. I'd love for you to subscribe to the show, leave a comment and a rating for my podcast on the platform that you're listening. That interaction is very important for other individuals to learn about the show. Share it with someone, spread the word, and let them know that there is a podcast for high-energy, positive, encouraging people just like you. You can also email me questions, comments, show ideas. I'd love to hear from you about any of the topics or if you have questions. I appreciate and read every single comment. You can also connect with optimistic, enthusiastic leaders from all over the world by joining our Encouragers United Facebook group and read my blog at charlesrgrimes.com. Go make it a great day.